Man, now, with a season that was destined uh, for a shot in my book, me being a New Orleans Saints fan, who that, uh, I just said that our aspirations were just going to be to shock the world. As you know, Jameis Winston went down, blah, blah, blah. Well, now, come to find out, our coach decides to hang it up. And a lot of people would speculate and have you believe it's because of the salary cap situation, which they were able to pull off and execute a lot of magic. And it's safe to say we'll probably be able to do it again, but wholeheartedly going forward my Saints gonna be alright because with the coaching pool looking like it is now uh, it's a safe bet I, I think we'll be able to get somebody uh, that's kind of qualified to lead the Saints into a better just say better season next season I think next season we're gonna do better than we did this season we will be in the playoffs for sure. It all depends on what kind of coach we get, how uh, much of a powerhouse we turn out to be. If we fuck around and get the right coach, bruh, that's a wrap. You can run that clock. This is the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, representing MBMG all day. And bruh, run that clock. The podcast is the episode now. Whoa, now, rise the ground and go get it. I am your host, Mike Man, host of the Rapper Week TV, the podcast, bringing you my next new entity. It's called Run That Clock. From a four-point loss, two-point loss, missed field goal, four interception. It don't matter, bro. Just run that clock. New sports show coming to you. Podcast available on YouTube and Spotify. Fuck with your boy. We out. Uh, I mean, you should know that an NFL coach is not going to go on forever. They can't do it forever. Sometimes you get burnt out. And in case, in the case of Sean Payton and my New Orleans Saints, the last five to seven years, we've seen some old questionable-ass shit or basically some controversial shit take place and whether the league choose to justify it or even make a statement you know that remains to be seen but we know how we got handled we got hosed in a few of them and you know that's how it is that's that's how we got to take our lumps and keep going right right well so now fast forward we're losing coach sean payton this year to retirement now me personally i think coach he said he's going to take a break from coaching now. He has three years remaining now. Just to keep precedent. And he put out a statement thanking New Orleans, saying he'll see us on neutral ground and all this. But, you know, deep down in his heart, he's going to root for us. He's going to pull for us. And 
Who's to say that he doesn't come back six months into the new year? Or he tries the broadcasting role but realizes he misses the coaching aspect of it. Keep in mind, you have three years left on your contract. You can always go home, right? So, I wouldn't put it past, put it like this. I wouldn't put it past Sean Payton to coach the Saints again in this lifetime. I see it. Now, like I say, he's on the contract three more years. Now, if anybody is trying to backdoor or attempting to backdoor, guess what? It's going to cost you. You're going to have to give up pretty penny now. You flash fast forward or rewind on, I think that's the better term. Rewind back to when John Gruden was traded from the Raiders to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you think that kind of precedent is going to take place, but no. You have to think about it. Super Bowl winning coach, even though people say he only got one. Well, he got that one. That's the thing, bro. He got that one. And from the looks of it, we're about to have another coach. Whether it's Zach Taylor of the Cincinnati Bengals or the LA Rams head coach. And I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, you know, as you can see, yeah. But anyway, I mean, Sean McVay, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give him his respect. I wasn't gonna say his name because they fucked us out of that last game, you know, where they played out. See, San Francisco, you see how you get hand, handled? That, that's, that's the type of shit that happens to you. you. You think you're in a good position to come back and make it, make a run, but somehow you guys end up in the championship round playing against each other. But I guess you knew that was going to happen, right? Had you guys either won, one of you guys, uh, I had you tied and both got in there, you know, would have been a different scenario. So we could either be seeing Green Bay or Tampa Bay going to the Super Bowl had it been, the roles been switched up or changed up like they happened. I mean, the opposite from what they just happened, put it like that. And... I don't think Sean McVay, for one, I don't think they were supposed to win the game. For two, that Kansas City game, bro, I said that shit when it was happening, as it was happening live, I said that shit, bro. Ain't no fucking way some of this shit is not rigged or set up a certain way. The way Patrick Mahomes played all season. And you mean to tell me he's going to run around in circles, zigzag, and all this in and out just to get sacked or fumble the ball or throw an interception? Or, But he hasn't been playing like... He started the year off like that now. Don't get me wrong. Like me, I watch all games because 
Chupito over here in Dallas, if you don't know, they're going to put on the cowgirls. They're going to play them first. They get precedent. Yeah, this is their area. This is their market. So we understand that. But a lot of the times when, you know, there are other games on the slate. And you would think that some of the broadcasts would uh, come through. Now, I'm not going to lie. This year, we got a lot more national games, the Saints. Last year, we had a lot more. Like, the last few years, they've been gradually coming on. But with Drew Brees returning and now Sean Payton returning, remains to be seen. But, like I say, if we fuck around and get a coach that has some potential at i.e. a Brian Flores. Personally, that's who I want. Brian Flores or Jim Harbaugh. If we can get one of them, bro, I honestly believe it's a possibility. Judging on how, you know, the locker room and all that shit gonna turn out, we don't know, but if he's one of those that can get in here and motivate people, yeah. Now, I'm gonna say this. As far as the cowgirls are concerned, there's an idea floating around that, and just just call it what it is, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal is the one who stated it, but, you know, that shit sounds like some reasonable shit to be really taken into consideration, and it's that Primetime, Deion Sanders, who's coaching Jackson State University down there in Mississippi, in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. If Deion Sanders was the coach of the Cowboys, they might get over there, huh? And with Shaq making that statement and me wholeheartedly, myself, being a football buff, seeing how he turned around Jackson State because, you know, that's down... Almost in my neck of the woods, I, I, I used to roam Jackson, Mississippi back in the day, you know. So, well, pass through or, you know, come through, hang out, hit the mall in Vicksburg, shoot over here to Jackson, see what's popping. Yeah, I've done that. Um, Deion Sanders basically turned that program into a elite program in just two years of being there took them to the swag championship where they didn't get it done but they got there though if you watch um any of the clips of this uh show on youtube or i think it was revolt like he has his son's name there son getting signed to an NIL deal with Tom Brady like bro Tom Brady just retired and that's another situation we're gonna talk about Tom Brady though tomorrow on the next episode because you know that that's a whole nother you know he doesn't get none no shine on this segment seeing how my Saints beat him four times the last two years yes We've beaten Tom Brady, the GOAT, the one that y'all can't seem to beat, with backup quarterbacks at that, bro. <laughs> it's their staunch Saints defense, yeah. If we keep them intact, we get us a coach 
that can come in here and motivate their asses, fire their asses up, I think we'll have a shot next year. I'm not booking no tickets just yet for the Super Bowl, but I'm just saying, I think we have a shot, bro, for next year. But we have a shot to go to the playoffs, I know that. I'm not, I'm not saying Super Bowl, I'm not stating that right now. It all depends on who we get as a coach and how the team is looking. When Michael Thomas get back, we get everybody in the fold. We get all the free agents we're going to get. We get uh, quarterbacks who might not be longer on teams this year or who want a change or their teams might just say fuck them. But we'll see. But as far as me stating championship aspirations for the Saints now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bank on that right now. But I will say we're gonna be in the conversation, man. We're gonna be in the conversation. But I'm gonna tell you this. Just go ahead and put it out there. I wasn't pulling for nobody but the Saints in the Super Bowl to get to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the well, not at the beginning of the year. If I was gonna root for anybody to go to the Super Bowl, it would be the Saints. Not, not saying I was rooting for him to go this year. I just wanted Jameis Winston to shock the world, which he did. So, you know, I prophesized that, told y'all that, and you know, I'm gonna stand on that. But as far as anything else with us, like, had he been healthy, I think we would have shocked the world as far as getting a little bit farther than what we did, but I didn't have Super Bowl aspirations. But to be perfectly honest, once the playoffs started and you saw the Cincinnati Bengals was in there, I'm not going to lie. Wild card weekend, I stated, and I stand on that as well. I said at first... At first, my first pick was the Rams and the Bengals are going to be in the Super Bowl. But then I came back the next day and I changed it and said the 49ers and the uh, Bengals. But my first, my first one came through. They always say go with your first mind, so yeah. So Rams and Bengals, I called it even though I changed it, but I called it initially. Rams and the Bengals. Now, Joe Burrows, Jamar Chase, I think we have Shelvin. We have a lot of LSU players that play for, you know, Cincinnati Bengals. Now, with the Rams in there, we have Odell Beckham Jr., and I think there's another couple of guys on that team that are from LSU. So, LSU is in the Super Bowl, basically. That should be a motherfucking all-telling truth to, I mean, some of the big schools. I can see how going to Jackson State with Deion Sanders could bring some kind of notoriety. Like, you never know. You could get an NIL deal with somebody. Or with Deion having all these commercials and all this pool, quite sure he'll be able to link you in with somebody. So to speak. So I don't know if the athletes should 
make a play for the big schools, the schools that you know you can possibly get drafted with, like LSU. You know it's a given. You're going to LSU, Texas, Florida, Oklahoma, Alabama, Auburn. You know you're going to schools like that. You know scouts are going to be there. So there is a high probability of you going to the league, going to those schools. But you know we have the Gremlins, the ULMs, Louisiana Lafayettes, the Louisiana Techs. The smaller schools that they're on the radar. So it's it's something you can bank on is saying that they're gonna have scouts there too. But smaller schools like Gramlin and Jackson State and Southern, all them. Well, Gramlin and Southern, they're gonna be givens because of who they are. Jackson State, they're gonna be a given because of who they are. But you have the smaller ones like Delaware States and Texas State Universities and uh, you know, a lot of the black colleges, the HBCUs, just say that. The Langston Universities and stuff like that. So, you know, but I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing for a lot of these athletes to go to the big schools. And, you know, we'll see how that comes. But all intents and purposes, there's... Shaquille O'Neal seems to believe that if the Dallas Cowboys had Deion Sanders as their head coach, that's the only way they're going to get to the Super Bowl. Now, if they had Deion Sanders and the only way that's not going to happen, we we see it. Writing on the wall is Deion Sanders, a black man. He's going to be the first black coach. I'm not saying that he is, but... If that was to happen, you have to think about that. Think about the state that we're in. Think about who Jerry Jones is. Think about if Dion takes the position, what he already knows about Jerry, that's going to have to happen for him to even sign on the dotted line. Jerry's going to have to give up that GM shit. Him and his brother, I mean, him and his sons, all of them, hey, Y'all, the owners, we understand that, we feel you and all that, but all this office shit, y'all gonna have to, you know, exit stage left with that. Now, you think Jerry gonna turn over that much power to Deion Sanders, somebody he's had on his team, won a Super Bowl with? Yeah. It remains to be seen, but... It's a possibility, but it remains to be seen if it'll get done. Now, if it get done, it's going to come with a price. A couple of prices. Number one, price tag. Now, I mean, I'm quite sure Dion is compensated handsomely at Jackson State, but it wouldn't be nowhere near what he would get with the Cowboys now. Yeah, Jerry's going to have to cut the check, but he's going to have to drop off the keys and the reins to a lot of shit. And when you calculate all that up, tally up all of that, that shit is not going to be nowhere near what he's doing at Jackson State. He'll be the highest paid black man in the country as far as professional sports. So... That's the only way the cowgirls get there. Now, with that being said, if they were, could they 
regain some of their luster from years past, decades, just say decades past, cause hey, the facts are the facts, man. Uh, maybe, but I'm gonna tell you this, with them restructuring, I saw something where they're trying to restructure Dak's contract. Now, he got paid a lot this past year. His contract was set up to get him paid a lot years to come. Now, they're going to restructure that shit because he's not living up to Jerry's standards. Me personally, I always said when Romo was there still and Dak was taking over, I said... Dak will eventually play for the New Orleans Saints. And I wholeheartedly stand on it now. I can understand him, you know, wanting to see the country and all that, but like I say, you can always go home, right? Dak being from Houghton, Louisiana. Uh, me knowing and hearing of his exploits from high school to Mississippi State, yes. He was in our backyard out, my high school, played his high school a couple of times in the playoffs. I've actually went to a playoff game down there in Houghton, Louisiana, so yeah. Uh, and I think he was there, uh, or I think uh, one of like, I was out of high school a few years, and uh, you know, we was hearing this exploit, so. My team got in the playoffs and, you know, kind of went down there and they lost. But, you know, still, you're hearing about Dak Prescott. So, uh, yeah, I think Dak is going to eventually end up with the Saints. That clock is ticking on that one. But, bruh, run it. I'm your host, Mike Man, representing BMG. This is the podcast, bruh. Run that clock. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Chill. This is Mike Mann of the Rapper Week TV, the podcast, representing BMG all day. Just want to say a quick thank you to all the supporters and listeners of the podcast. Currently going up in 75 cities and 30 states and 12 cities internationally. So just want to uh, take a moment to say thank you. Appreciate it. And very grateful for those who have given me a little bit of their time uh, doing this podcast. So, going up in 75 cities, 30 states in the U.S., seven countries worldwide, 12 cities internationally. So, we thank you, man. And we're back. I'm your host, Mike Man, representing MBMG. Bruh, run the clock, clock's ticking. Now, I've been wanting to create content, speaking on, you know, Eli Apple since he made his famous tweet about, you know, it was included the Baltimore Ravens, the New York Giants, but also my New Orleans Saints. That's the only part I'm picking up on and defending. Whether he said our city is the dirtiest, the smelliest, all that swine and crawfish killing our brains, right? Well, Eli, you know, 
with the Super Gremlin remix that's been viewed all over social media. I heard that motherfucker. I mean, for it to be some mumble rap, oh boy, did burn your ass on the disc. Just like you was getting burnt. And put it like this, had your ass not made that one play where you was kind of, you had some type of effect on the play, give you that. But had y'all lost, bro, you know who was going to be the reason? You. You got burnt. The previous plays before Kansas City scored the touchdowns, the touchdown play, the play before that, you got burnt setting up the touchdown. One of them, you got burnt going into the end zone for the touchdown. Another one, you was in the vicinity for the touchdown. You had the interception come your way. That bitch went right through your hands. That was to seal the game. Now, now I guess with this, and I, I guess this is society as we know it. I mean, I've said it. I mean, in the savagery of the internet, it gives no fucks and bars none, uh, and there are no regrets with it. So you should know what's coming. But you know, everybody lit your ass up, right? Well, I'm gonna just say this: Eli Apple, your ass was the reason y'all almost lost, right? I'm going to honestly tell you this, bro. Even if y'all won the Super Bowl this year, your ass getting cut. That's what's fucked up about it. Like, you can talk your shit, you can troll, have your fun. Even celebrate a Super Bowl ring. Now, you celebrated like a motherfucker in the AFC title, I mean the AFC championship game. And you really didn't do shit. You were gonna be the reason y'all lost. You celebrate, you got cigars, you take pictures. We can get that, you're on the winning team, but your contributions were, weren't even up to a, the statue of an apple seed, bro. That's fucked up. Me personally, this podcast, I have aired his ass out, so he'll know. He'll know, so nobody ain't got to go tell me this podcast dude talking about you. No, nigga, I aired your ass out myself personally. I got on your shit, tweeted to you a couple of times. So you know you know about me. You don't hear about me. Like, fuck followers and all that shit because, hey, truth be told, if I grind and I'm the type that's going to hustle and grind, I get this shit up there. I, it's no biggie, bro. Like, it's nothing. It's nothing. But you, on the other hand, Eli Apple, your Apple crispy looking ass, bro. We only want Cincinnati to win because of the Bengals. And Joe Burrow, the Bayou Bengals at that. Bayou Bengals that your ass talking about their hometown. I'm quite sure one of them got up in that ass. I hope to God one of them got up in that ass. And then, you know what? When it'll come out when they got up in that ass is when you get kicked off the team at the end of the year. You're not going to get re-signed, bro. You ain't did shit to get re-signed, bro. Personally. I don't see Eli Apple on the team now. If y'all fuck around and lose... Oh, it's a given your ass is not going to be there. Definitely. Y'all win the Super Bowl. Hey, 
The only thing you're going to have to go on is that you just was on the team that won the Super Bowl. But unless somebody's desperate for somebody because you not no A1 talent, my nigga. You not even a B-level talent. Bro, then again, take that back. I'll give you B because your ass always getting burnt. So, yeah, we'll give you B-level talent. We'll give you that. But... Eli Apple, your ass will no longer be a Cincinnati Bengal come next year. I bet Joe Burrows, Jamar Chase, and Shelvin will attest to that. I bet they're going to have some kind of input on it. Like, bro, you almost cost y'all the AFC Championship. The trip to the Super Bowl. I mean, I watched the game and... When I came in, it was like at four minutes and 40 some seconds on the clock. So I had missed a few, you know, segments of plays. You know, I was on the phone with my mom, my kids. I had to talk to my fam, you know, before the game started. Coming in, the game's going. First thing I see, your ass getting burnt by, the, by uh, Tyreek Hill. Got burned so bad, they ran that same play two times as I was watching. Now, not two consecutive times, but two more times. They ran the same type of play, even though ran it and Travis Kelsey caught one ball. But still, they was forcing force feeding that bitch into Tariq Hill on your ass. Now you wanna chime in and call Tariq Hill a baby and all this shit. Bruh. Had Tariq Hill and the Kansas City Chiefs pulled it off, but didn't want to pull it off because I'm pulling for them LSU boys wholeheartedly. Like I said, at the fucking wild card round of the playoffs, I said Cincinnati's going to the Super Bowl. I did not watch, I didn't, to be perfectly honest. I only seen like, mm, I think the Cincinnati, yeah, the, both of the Cincinnati and KC games. I saw those. But it's not like I'm sitting up here watching Cincinnati each round or each week following them constantly. You no, know, I'm rooting for LSU boys and all that, but I'm not sitting up here constantly pulling for them every week. But I want them to do good. So, yeah, you can say. In a way, yeah, I'm rooting for him, I'm pulling for him, but I'm not just supporting the Bengals squad like that. But since my team is not there, I don't have a dog in a fight. What's the next obvious scenario to think of to support somebody? Because you know you always have people come, who you going for in the Super Bowl? The Saints. But then the Saints, you know, you got that name going around with that. So me personally, that would have been my response. Had we had no Louisiana boys on the team now. Had Odell Beckham Jr. been with the Rams and they were the only ones, say the Rams in Kansas City. Like you got Tyron Matthew. So he's on uh Kansas City and he's from LSU. So we would have been represented either way, you know, and I probably would have tilted, you know, a little bit of support toward that team. Whichever had that LSU 
alumni on their squad. So, hey, I'm going to always root for the home squad. Well, those that came out my backyard, for real. But uh, I don't know. I was a big LSU fan when Joe Burrow and them won the championship. And going forward, seeing when they got drafted and they got two LSU offensive powerhouses. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pull for them boys. I'm not rooting for Cincinnati like that, per se. And in hindsight, if you think about it, they got Von Bell. Von Bell is former Saint. They have Hendrickson, our former lineman. So, you know, they got some reasons to pull for them because we got some players that, you know, you got to know and love over here for the Saints. But I'm going to just say this. Had... Say, for instance, we still had Von Bell. Say, for instance, we still had Hendrickson. Hey, you never know. Now, with Drew Brees retiring last year, well, just started this year, and now we have arguably the GOAT person who's been to more Super Bowls than any person in the league, Tom Brady, walking out, hanging up his hat, you know, and speculation on what Aaron Rodgers gonna do next, or Russell Wilson next, like those only two or three, you only got two or three OGs left now, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, kind of Russell Wilson, uh, you could say Garoppolo or Stafford. Stafford, he spent a lot of time with uh, Detroit, so he's like the reigning, one of the uh, reigning old school heads. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the world is waiting to see what these last two going to do. And then there's always the play of Deshaun Watson and where he fits in now. Do I see my Saints making a go for that? If, I'm going to put it like this. And I'll go ahead and prophesize that shit. If we can't make nothing shape with nobody else, I can kind of see that. If he got the legalities of the sexual misconduct and all that shit straightened out, I can see us shocking the world making a play for the Sun Washington. If Miss Gale... If she's trying to win, if she's trying to keep building to win now and not just rebuild, it's a possibility he can be a saint now. They're saying if Brian Flores, where, who coached the Miami Dolphins, where he got Tua to step up and they was in the playoff conversation in the last few weeks, just like my Saints was. But, you know, COVID fucked my team up. COVID and the refs. Like, and the NFL. Just say the NFL because week 17, 16, I don't know. I'm not drawing a blank on which one it was, but we had the opportunity or there was a possibility that they could have changed and rescheduled the game due to the COVID status of half the team and coaches. But instead, you have us go out 
get people off the street, off the bench, off the free agent pool, just assemble some shit just to go out here and play a Monday night game, I think. So y'all can get your ratings, get your money and all that shit for your advertising. That was fucked up. Shit like that, if I was Sean Payton, yeah. It's time to go. And I can see how he said it was time to go. Thinking about it now. And the last six, seven years of how shit went down for us. Yeah. You can see how that shit will make him want want to walk away. But like I say, in the beginning of the segment, I think Sean Payton will be back. I really do. And but barring how our coaching situation turns out in the next few weeks going into the new year after the Super Bowl. Whatever coach we get, whether we retain Dennis Allen at the uh, head coach role or go after a big name or pick up somebody who has potential. I see us being in the conversation next year for sure as far as playoffs. And where it goes from now, we don't know, but hopefully Jameis win. If we get Jameis Winston back, we can maneuver around this salary cap situation, get some key pieces. Because our defense is stout, man. We we there as far as the defense. We just needed the quarterback play and wide receiver play. Like first six games of the year for us. These niggas couldn't catch a cold, bro. They couldn't catch cold. <laughs> but the last seven to eight weeks of the season, we saw how that shit played out. But they was able to catch COVID, but they still couldn't catch a goddamn ball. But, you know, clock's ticking, man. As far as my Saints, we gonna be alright. As far as what Shaquille O'Neal and what I think. As far as the Cowboys or Cowgirls, don't think I forgot about y'all too. I'm about to get on that ass. As far as uh, since the Super Bowl is now set in stone, it's time to start back up riling y'all ass up because, you know, as I recall, it was supposed to be the Cowboys there, right? Don't say it was us because we didn't make that aspiration. Pimp, that was yo. That was y'all. You guys. You them boys though. Your boy ass at the house getting them brisket nachos together in the barbecue, right? Get the pit ready, bro. This is, bro, Run That Clock, the podcast from your host, Mike Man, going up on Spotify exclusively for now. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more episodes. And as you can see, we are implementing YouTube back into the fold. So, you know, we're trying to get all the coins we can get. So, Stay tuned for another episode of Bro Run the Clock Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, representing BMG. And as always, I have the Rapper Week TV the Podcast coming up on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you stream and listen to music and or the latter. Find both. Hit us up on social media. Bro, run that clock at Instagram and Twitter. Uh, check us out, man. It's only up from here, 2022. We about to run it up and get on it. Uh, thank y'all for giving me a little bit of time of your day. Stay tuned for the next episode. Y'all stay tuned. Stay blessed. Stay breezy. Stay sanitized. Stay dangerous. And stay the fuck out the way. Uh, yeah. Another episode coming to you. I'm your host, Mike Man. Y'all be breezy, man.